a little bit different and really just try to focus on three different ideas to bring together um, what we spoke about over Shabbos. Enough introducing, I'm just going to jump in, and so stick with me, bear with me. We're going to focus today on really the philosophical side of what I spoke about on Shabbos, Agadal, and we'll continue this theme tomorrow and then the next day as well. Okay, so today is the philosophical underpinnings of my main points, and what I focused on was really the idea of Mashiach, the Messianic era. There is a lot of discussion, a lot of debate as to what takes place in the Messianic era. There is a famous debate between the Ramban and the Rambam about the nature, and and really many of the, the philosophers, many of the Jewish thinkers about, is it supernatural, is it natural, and things of that nature. But the bottom line is none of that, to me, is really relevant. It's interesting, it's fascinating, you know, my kids are curious, are the trees going to really grow, you know, uh, cell phones and uh, iPhones, etc. Like, okay, those things are interesting and there's a lot of wild midrashim, uh, but, but those are all, frankly, somewhat superficial. The real idea of the Messianic era of Mashiach is that it's a time when the world will make a little bit more sense. Right now, the world does not make sense. Most fundamentally, we struggle to understand a sense of justice in the world. You know, the age-old question of tzaddik viralo, why bad things happen to good people? Do we have any answers? We have um, ideas that we present, but it's something which maybe even still we don't fully understand. And even when we do understand, it's, we understand it intellectually, but certainly not emotionally. And we believe that in a messianic era, it's a world where these types of questions are no longer going to trouble us, certainly not to the same degree. We will see God's presence. And what that means, at least partially, is that we will be able to appreciate how God runs the world in a totally different way. An additional piece that the Messianic era will bring with it, and this is a little bit more controversial, is that the halachic system, what I would describe as the heart and soul of Judaism, is, in this pre-Messianic world, is broken. It's something I wrote about on Facebook recently, and something that many of you and I have been speaking about recently, and it's broken for two reasons. One, the Torah speaks about the fact that in the Messianic, you know, that the Torah is given to be functioned with a Sanhedrin, a great court. And right now we are unable to have one. And even if we were to put one together, it would certainly not be able to function the way a Sanhedrin, when the temple stood, the way it was able to function. And so God willing, when the Messianic era comes, we'll be able to legislate in ways that no based in can do right now. Right? Um, and this, again, has always been the goal. Right now, we are living in a broken world, in a pre-Messianic era, and we do not have the ability to legislate and to um, perhaps, I'll use the word, adjust halacha. Adjust, you know, there, there is a dynamic. There are times when, you know, the Gemara mentions a principle that if a court comes along and institutes something, unless you have a court of greater stature, it cannot uproot something that took place in the past. So we always assume we don't have a court of greater stature, and therefore if there's any institutions of the past, we never touch them. In the Messianic era, it'll be totally different. And that's, a, that's an easy example. Uh, but there'll be more changes, presumably, that the Sanhedrin will be able to, to bring about. More controversial, and really not agreed upon by all, Rav Albo, in his book Sefer Ikarim, uh, takes issue with something that the Rambam writes. The Rambam writes that the mitzvot will never change. And Rav Albo, in my humble opinion... Uh, Truly humble opinion over here. I'm not, not heaven forbid, uh, making any arguments against the Rambam. Rav Albo argues that with, the, ter- with the, re- the return of the spirit of prophecy, there is a chance, there will be a possibility that laws will be changed. And laws, meaning mitzvot, will be revoked. And the principle behind it, again, you need to have the right prophets in place, and it's something which he anticipates happening in the Messianic era. And his basic thesis, part of his thesis, I should say, is that times change, Society changes, 
and its needs are different. His prime example is what was allowed and not allowed in terms of eating um, throughout history. Think about what Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, what they were allowed to eat. Think about what changed in the times of Noah. Think about what our forefathers, the patriarchs and matriarchs ate. And think about what changes again in the times of the Torah being given. Right? So what's going on? Why are some foods allowed in certain eras, certain times? Because times change. People change and its needs are different. Now, again, in our broken state, without the spirit of prophecy, we're, so to speak, stuck, right? And so when people say the halachic system is broken, I agree. Not for the reason that people oftentimes say it's broken. It's not because rabbis aren't doing enough, although that's sometimes the case. But it's also because living in exile without Mashiach is not the ideal. It's simply not the ideal. And that's true, again, for the big questions of theology, theodicy, and questions of the halachic system, how Judaism functions. Listen, overall, thank God, we have a beautiful system. And even though it's somewhat broken, it functions incredibly well and beautifully. But at the same time, there is something which is kind of stuck about it. And we need the messianic messianic era to break us free from. It's it's kind of, you want to use an analogy, um, for those of you who have, uh, I don't know if this works for a Samsung, but on the iPhone, when your phone goes, actually, I believe on all phones, my computer does the same thing. When your battery's running really low, then certain features shut off on your phone. It doesn't let you do certain things, right? Battery saving mode. It's just trying to survive to make sure the phone doesn't die before you get a chance to plug it in, right? And that's basically what we're in. As Jews, we are right now in battery saving mode. And, and, and that's not ideal because that means we cannot function the way the Torah tells us that we're supposed to function. The notion, you know, and, and the Torah tells us what happens in battery saving mode. Anochi haster aster as panai, I will hide my face from you. And, and it tells us, you know, how the Jewish legal system works with a court. And we don't have one right now, right? So we are in battery saving mode and that's not good. And that brings me to the three types of Jews when it comes to the belief in Mashiach. I think if I could summarize, if I could categorize broadly, there are three types of Jews. There are those who don't believe in Mashiach. Now, I'm not talking about people who will openly tell you they don't believe in the Messianic era. I'm, telling, I'm talking about people who perhaps think they believe. They'll say they believe. They think they believe. But do they really believe? Understandably, the notion of a Messianic era is such a foreign idea. It's so radically different than the world we live in then there are many who consider themselves to be observant Jews, but if they were to be honest with themselves, and again, to understandably, they just don't fully believe. That's category number one, those who don't believe in Mashiach. There's category number two, and those are people who believe, but I would argue that they perhaps believe too much. They believe with absolute faith in God that one day Mashiach will come, anytime, and it's completely up to God. It's a beautiful belief. It's an absolute belief. I'm going to tell you the third category and contrast that with the second one and you'll see why there's something lacking with that second approach, in my opinion. The third approach is based on a Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us, on Daf Lamed Aleph, it tells us that when a person comes up to heaven, there's a number, there's a questionnaire that we have to fill out, okay? Uh, when was the last time you had COVID? It came into contact with someone with COVID? No. It has a gu- bunch of ethical questions that it asks us. And one of the questions it asks us is, Tipisa Yeshua. Did you anticipate? Were you excited about? Were you looking forward to the Messianic era? It doesn't ask us if we believed in the Messianic era. It asks if we were excited, if we were looking forward to it. That's very different than belief. And I want to explain how. There's a huge difference between them. You know, for example, I'll give you a couple of examples. If the messianic vision, okay, if if what we read in the prophets and we read in the Gemara, 
is one of all the Jewish people living in Eretz Yisrael in, in Israel. And I am someone who is mitzapel Yeshua, someone who is anxious in a good way, right? That, that, that I'm, I'm excited and I'm desiring this Messianic era. Then I am prompted, I am motivated to move to Israel myself, right? Because I, I'm so excited for that Messianic vision. It's something I'm looking forward to. If I really want something to happen, I do everything I can to bring that about, right? Whereas if I believe in Mashiach, Emuna, and not see peace, not, and not, and not, not looking forward to it, then I settle down here and I build beautiful houses and just settle and build houses up to the sky, right? It's going to happen. But until then, don't bother me, right? If the messianic vision is us being an or lagayim, a light onto the nations, right? Then we are kind and we reach out to our neighbors now. Not so that they'll be nice to us when we need something, right? That's a very much an exile, live in exile and, and I believe in Mashiach, that type of role. But if I really desire Mashiach, I really desire that messianic vision, that messianic role, then I do what's right because it's right, right? If I just believe that when Mashiach will come, this will happen, we will be a light onto the nations, then we double down. The only notion of Kiddush Hashem, of, of, doing what, of, 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 being, uh, you know, uh, of being a good role model, is it's self-serving. It's about making sure a non-Jew will be nice to us next time they see us. And that's very oftentimes the approach that I hear from people. The reason we need to make a Kiddush Hashem is so that non-Jews will be good to us. That is a very much a belief in Mashiach, and I believe I'm in exile. Someone who desires to be in the Messianic era acts that way as much as they can right now. And they act as an oral like they act as a light onto the nations, even in this present state. If the Messianic vision is one of justice, the Ashiva Shoftaich of Arishona, that I'm going to return your judges, that the widow and the orphan, those who are uh, oftentimes uh, disregarded, those who are oftentimes not cared for, will be cared for, and we really want, we really desire Mashiach, then that's something we start doing now. We act on it, and we try as much as we can to live in a Messianic state, even if it's not fully here. So Mashiach is a new world order, where the world will be perfected, where we'll see God's presence, and what that means is that we'll understand the world a little bit better, how it works, and Judaism will make sense to us fully. That's one point that I just made. The second is that there are three categories of Jews. There's those who don't believe, those who do believe, and those who are antsy, those who do everything in their power now to make the world a more messianic place. Now, what in the world does this have to do with agunas and personal change, which was the topic of my talk? We'll have to continue tomorrow so be able to fully understand that. Thank you for joining. Good morning, Ma'adim Simcha. And tomorrow we're going to pick up and speak about some of the background behind the aguna movement. And then on Thursday, we'll try to make this practical in our own lives. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care. Be well.